What a wonderful song. Woodside Worship on Victory 91.5, based out of Psalm 130, My Soul Waits. I'm Brian Race. Keith Davis has the day off. Look for Good him for back him. Uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Brian Race, along with Ray Haynes. And uh, while uh, the song was playing just a minute ago, we, uh, we were doing some calculations because we want to get this wonderful teaching on Pentecost sure. done before Mark Rutland's program at 1230. So uh, I think you're going to skip ahead a little bit. I am. I'm going to post all the notes so you can kind of continue where we were going with the book of Ephesians, which is just a beautiful, powerful book. I'm, uh, I'll post those so you can just continue the breaks of what would have been 13 and, um, 14 and 15 just because we're going to run out of time, and I want to make sure you get the basic overview of, of Pentecost. As I know you can catch up on the notes by yourself, so we're going to skip ahead to something I think is really, really important because um, Pentecost will always be, you know, when you get the concept of the Holy Spirit, when he's pouring out this, you know, we... We tend to obsess on tongues, which is, you know, it's a very important part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit for sure. But it's 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 only an aspect. The point is, it's the Holy Spirit coming into you as a deposit. So there's some there's some pictures there of of your of this is the wedding day. You're becoming one with God. You're marrying God. All right. So that's the real picture. So the the sad part of course is back at the original and 3500 years ago as Moses led the Israelites to Mount Sinai they really missed the concept they they tended to miss a lot back then but this one they really really missed and you can tell throughout scripture as God refers back to it it was a real heartbreak where he loved them as a people and they all ended up dying in the desert out of rebellion and so um I want you to look at the 10 commandments in a new way because for whatever reason, because we weren't there at the mountain, we kind of missed the point that these really commandments is a, definitely true. It's a commandment. You're supposed to obey it. But it wasn't so much a commandment as it was delivered as much as a wedding vow. This, oh, was, okay. this was relational, right? Makes sense. So instead of the looking, so rethink these are the 10 wedding commandments, all right? So, or the wedding vows, if you will. Uh, we still call them wedding vows, which is a commandment. I'm agreeing to these terms, in other words. So the first five relate to basically how we relate to God. The second five are how we relate to other members of the bride of Christ, the church. So number one, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's very basic in a wedding. And you say those pretty much as part of your vow. Are you taking this one? Are you taking this one? Do you both agree? You're not going to go off and find other people. Forsaking all others. That's right. Boom. So number one, the first commandment is the first introduction of this wedding vow. And which is to say, I rescued you, God saying this, because I love you and I love you alone. I give you me. Don't give your love to anyone else. So you understand that when you sin... God mm. takes it very personal because you're choosing to give your love to, or your affection to someone else. It's not just you're doing something wrong and he's angry at you. It's, it's much deeper than that. It's about love. So restore those wedding vows. When you sin, when you fail, that's the Holy Spirit is coming in to empower you, not just to repent of your sins or not just to not sin, but to, to keep your vows to God and to see him as your husband. Number two, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath 
or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commands. So if he was to paraphrase that from God's perspective, focus on me because I am all about you. Don't go finding, you know, if that, that, that glance at somebody else as you're walking along with your spouse, that uh, anything that puts your attention, your focus on another, you know, you would, you'd have problems if your spouse is bringing in pictures of other people and hanging them up so that they could be looking at them. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is, it's just, again, part of those wedding vows. It was a very basic thought. It wasn't no deep thought there. So the third command or vow, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So let my name make your heart sing. The Lord is the word Jehovah, which means the existing one or I am. So it's the proper name of the one true God. So think of the teenager writing the name of the one they love over and over and over becomes it became the unpronounced word in Hebrew, except without the vowels. It was so holy, they wouldn't even write the vowels, uh, just the consonants. You'll see Yahweh spelled that way, Jehovah, that, that word, just the four consonants. So when he's saying, don't take my name in vain, don't just fluff it off. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice thing. He was saying, really focus here, focus on who I am. And, and love me. Make my name that kind of a delight, you know. You know, see the teenagers that when they fall in love with somebody, start writing that last name of that person with theirs. Over and, so. and over and over yeah, again. That's right. So, next commander vow, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you'll labor and do all your work. Well, the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, nor your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who's within the gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So, and I think this one really goes in marriage very obviously, too. It's a vow to say, look, let's not get sidetracked doing even important stuff. Let's take time to just be together every week. Let's, this is our date. So for the Sabbath, you might look at that as saying, all right, this is our date. Mm -hmm. This is it. It was God saying, you know, you're going you're gonna to get so excited over the things that give you the task that you're going to get sidetracked. But I don't want you to get sidetracked away from me. So the first five commands there really have to do with how you are... Um, how your relationship with God is going to play out. So, yes, it is commands, but more importantly, they're wedding vows. It was intended for them to, to realize how much God loved them. The next five are pretty simple. Honor your father and mother. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Don't covet your neighbor's house or anything that he has. So those five vows are not so much between you and God, but because of this relationship, here's what, now that we become one, here's what our life is going to look like. Here's what's going to follow. So, in other words, if God was, we're going to paraphrase those into different words too. The way I'm treating you is the way I want you to treat my bride. Look for ways to honor them. I'll give you everything you need, and we'll give each of them everything they need, so don't lose your focus. Don't hurt them. Don't take what I give them and don't lie about them. Don't even desire what I give them. 
You know, in Second Samuel, the prophet Nathan rebukes David for his sins, and he says this, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house, your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I would also would have given you much more. Mm. Wow. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? So it's interesting that the name of God, the consonants, the hard sounds, they kept those, the Jews did. But the vowels, the soft sounds, they removed. And see, he rejoices over us with singing. You know, if you listen to cantors performing Jewish services, imagine singing without the vowels. It would be like German <laughs> or Russian. <laughs> it would sound funny. It's, uh, you know, if you travel overseas anywhere and you see a word, you're trying to figure out, how in the world do I pronounce that? Sometimes it's because they got 37 letters and they're all consonants. And try singing those words, you know? So the beauty is gone from that. So God is trying to get us, you know, the softness of his heart, the softness of how we treat others. So yes, they were definitely commands, the Ten Commandments, but more importantly, they're wedding vows. So when we, we have to learn at Pentecost to take a new look at God and a new look at what he's asking from us to ask the question, why is he asking this? Do you see God as someone who loves you with that everlasting love or just yeah. as the, the task master? It is. Um, and, it, and it, it really this, is. This is truly, uh, I, I think, life-changing for somebody right now uh, who's listening. You can uh, hear this segment again uh, by going to our Facebook page. Uh, just uh, if you're not already connected to us, just type in Victory 91.5 and uh, you'll find it. Uh, or you can go to blog.victory915.com. And, of course, a little bit later, we'll have that uh, that portion that we had to skip over from the book of Ephesians that I was looking forward to. But I, <laughs> but I, I understand I understand the need to, to stay on track here. There is more to come. I hope you'll stay with us. I hope this is really showing you that different side of the Lord that uh, seems to get lost these days. It's Victory 91.5. More with Ray Haynes coming up. Your radio station.